چیپٹر نمبر ٹو تصوف کیا ہے مشاہک نے سوال کے کئی جواب جوابات دیے ہیں ابراہیم ابن مولقی رحم اللہ تعالیٰ نے اپنی کتاب میں اس کے ایک سو سے زائد جوابات جمع کیے ہیں اختصار چند ایک نقل کیے جاتے What is the soul for? Mashaik have given many, many answers to this. One Sheikh Sheikh Ibrahim Narta has given over 100 answers to this question. Three of them are given below. Number eight, Hazrat Jinnay Baghdari Antayinne, Ustad Hazrat Muhammad Ibn Aliyil se poochha, Aliyil Qasab se poochha, poochha gaya, ki tasawwuf kya hai? Firmaya tasawwuf in karimana akhlaq ka naam hai. جو کسی کریم زمانے میں کسی کریم شخص سے شریف لوگوں کے سامنے ظہور پذیر ہو حضرت جنہیں بغدادی رحمت اللہ اس ٹیچر اس شیخ حضرت محمد بن علیہ قصاب رحم اللہ تعالیٰ was asked what is تصوف he replied that تصوف is the name of that gracious generous kind character that in some gracious era Some gracious personality used to present themselves with this gracious character in front of people. Yani, that Kareem Shaksi Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu that blessed time is Zaman and Nabuat, and those people in front of whom he presented himself as Sahaba Ikram, like Allah Ta'ala describes Sayyidina Rasulullah's akhlaq as khulukun adheem, that the Prophet is ala khulukin adheem, That is on a tremendous character. Hazrat Janib Bhagdali Abdullah Ibn Ifrimaya Tasawwuf yeh hai Ki tu makhluk se muh mor le Allah Ta'ala se rishta jor le Imam Janib Bhagdali Abdullah Ibn Ifrimaya Tasawwuf means that you should turn your direction And attention And interest away from creation And you should join your heart's connection To Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala حضرت ریم رحم اللہ تعالیٰ نے فرمایا تصوف یہ ہے کہ تو اپنے نفس کو اللہ تعالیٰ کے ساتھ اس طرح چھوڑ دے کہ وہ جو چاہے اس کے ساتھ کریں شیخ رویم رحم اللہ تعالیٰ سے تصوف میں کہ تو اپنے نفس کو اللہ تعالیٰ کے ساتھ اس طرح چھوڑ دے کہ وہ جو چاہے Whatsoever Allah SWT wants. Hazrat Samnoon Ramta Allah Ne Firmaya Tasawuf ye hai ki na tu kisi cheez ka malik ho Or na koi cheez tumhari malik ho Shaykh Samnoon Ramta Allah said that Tasawuf means That you should not view yourself to be the true ultimate owner or possessor of anything Nor should anything have any possession or sway or hold over you that you view that you yourself have hold over nothing and also that nothing itself has hold over you why because you've given yourself up entirely to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah ta'ala alone has hold over you you yourself become the mamluk of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and your heart knows that Allah ta'ala alone is the malik of you Hazrat Imam Muhammad Jarirah radhi rahmatullahi ta'ala ne farmaya tasawuf naam hai ہر قسم کے اچھے اخلاق کے اندر داخل ہونے کا اور ہر قسم کے کمینے اخلاق کے 
باہر نکل جانے کا شیخ ابو محمد جریر مناسب انصر حضرت محمد ابن علی ابن الحسین ابن علی ابن ابی طالب رحم اللہ تعالی نے فرمایا so this is the great grandson of sayyidna rasulullah sallallahu great great grandson of sayyidna rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam sayyid muhammad ibn ali ibn husayn ibn ali ibn abi talib rahimullah tasawuf acche akhlaq ka dusra naam hai jo acche akhlaq mein tujhse zyada hai wo tasawuf mein zyada hai Tasawuf means to have good character. Whomsoever among you has better character, that means he is more in Tasawuf. Hazrat Murtaish Rehmullah Ta'ala ne firmaya, Tasawuf achya akhlaqa majmua Sheikh Murtaish Rehmullah Ta'ala said, Tasawuf means to be the embodiment of this entire set of good character. <coughs> Hazrat Abu Ali Kuzwini Rehmullah Ta'ala ne firmaya, Sheikh Abu Ali Kuzwini Rehmullah Ta'ala said, تصوف ایسے اخلاق کو کہتے ہیں جن سے رب راضی ہو تصوف ریفرز ٹو دیٹ کیریکٹر اپون وچ اللہ سبحانہ تعالی گیٹس پلیزڈ حضرت ابو الحسن نوری رحم اللہ تعالی نے فرمایا شیخ ابو الحسن شیخ ابو الحسن نوری نے said تصوف علم و فن کا نام ہے تصوف علم و فن کا نام نہیں مجموعہ اخلاق کا نام ہے تصوف ڈز ناٹ ریفر ٹو اینی پرٹیکولر برانڈ باڈی اف نالج or any particular skill, the soul refers to inculcating the entire set of good character in oneself. Hazrat Ahmad, Khazar Raviya, Rahmatullahi Alayhi Nifirmaya, the soul of batin ki gandagi or kudur to, Allah skim shayin, the soul of batin ki gandagi or kudur to se paakiz ki hasl karne ka naamin. The soul of refers to Cleansing yourself from all inner filth and dirt. Hazrat Muhammad ibn Ahmad al-Makri Ramtani ibn Firmaya Tasawwuf apne ahwal ko sach per kaim rakhne ka naame Sheikh Muhammad ibn Ahmad al-Makri Ramtani said that tasawwuf means to be true to your inner state. What does it mean if your heart feels love for Allah to remain on that good state? to have istiqamat in a good state, for your outward actions to reflect that love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
if your heart feels fear for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for you to remain on that state and for every single state in your life to be predicated on truth. You are always in halat sidq Everything you do is true. You become the living embodiment of truth, sadaqai, sidq, sadaqai, sachai. Hazrat Abu Hafs Nishapuri Nimlatala Nifrimaya Tasawwaf Adab hi Adab hai Har Vakka Adam, Har Jagaka Adam, Har Halka Adam. Sheikh Abu Hafs Nishapuri Nimlatala said that Tasawwaf is all about Adab, about being virtuous, noble, and excellent in, and proper in whatever you do. To do whatever is virtuous and excellent and proper for that time. To do whatever is virtuous and excellent and proper for that place. To do whatever is virtuous, excellent and proper for that condition. If it's halat of shukr, to have shukr. Halat of sabr, to have sabr. If it is a time to smile upon receiving the grace of Allah Ta'ala, to smile. If it is a time to reflect, to reflect. A time to be sad, to be sad. Means the sofik mizaj ka naam hai. Mizaj hi adab ka ban jai. Hazrat Maruf Karkhi Rimlatana Nifrimaya. Sheikh Maruf Karkhi Rimlatana said, The sofik har cheez ki haqiqat janne aur jo kuch logon ki paas hai, usse mayus honne ka naam hai. The sofik refers to understanding the reality, the real state, value, position, place of every single thing. And, whatever lies with other people to be entirely uninterested in it to turn yourself away from whatever lies with people har cheez ke kiqat janna iska matlab ye hai ki har cheez ka asli maqam janna aur logon ke paas hai kyunki uska ab maqam hi nahi raha to uske bare mein mayus ho jana 15 hazrat abul hasan shanjar abtai ne farmaya ایک وقت تھا کہ تصوف حقیقت تھی بے نام آج نام ہے بے حقیقت There was a time when تصوف was a reality and it had no name. It means the sahaba were not called Sufis but they were in reality Sufis. The name تصوف wasn't there but the حقیقت of تصوف ان کے اندر پا جاتا تھا آج تصوف ایک نام ہے جس کی حقیقت نہیں. There's lots of people calling themselves Sufi but they don't have the reality and the states of تصوف. حضرت ابو حمزہ بغدادی رام تحنی فرمایا تصوف درگزر کو اختیار کرنا اچھے کاموں کا حکم دینا اور جاہلوں سے اعراض کرنا ہے شیخ ابو حمزہ بغدادی رام تحنی سید تصوف means to select the path of overlooking others to forgive others to bear with others faults and flaws and two, enjoin the good and try to bring about virtue and good into people and to stay away from those who are ignorant. Here it especially means those who are ignorant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a point that is known that those who are jahil, they can't give them a good work. This is a different thing. So, the jahil is a different thing that we have mentioned that the jahil is the man who is یعنی کہ ابتدان جائل ہے اس کے مطلب ہے کہ ان کو 
اچھائی کی دعویٰ کرنے کے بعد وہ پھر بھی اچھائی کو اچھا نہ سمجھے اچھا نہ مانے اس کو جاہل کہتے ہیں عدم علم کو جہالت نہیں اس ضد کو جہالت کہا جا رہا سو ٹو بیئر ود ویکنیسز اینڈ اوور لک اینڈ فار گیو دا فالس اینڈ فلاز آف پیپل ٹو انجوائن دا گڈ دا پیپل ڈو اینڈ دوز ہو ریفیوز ٹو رسپانڈ ٹو دا انویٹیشن ٹو گڈ اینڈ ولفلی چوز ٹو ریمین ٹو چوز ٹو ریمین ولفلی اگنورنٹ ٹو اسٹے اوے فرام سچ پیپل آل ٹوگیدر خواجہ بہادین نقشبند بخاری رحم اللہ تعالیٰ نے فرمایا تصوف یہ ہے کہ اجمالی معاملہ تفصیلی ہو جائے اور استدلالی معاملہ کشف ہو جائے اب اس میں بڑی تشریح ہے امام بہادین بخشمند رحمت نے فرمایا کہ اس میں دین کا ایک اجمال ہے مثال کے طور پر ہمیں اجمالی طور پر پتا ہے کہ نماز کیا پڑھا جاتا ہے نماز میں کیا پڑھنا ہے ہو سکتا ہے تھوڑا سا کوئی ہمیں در سبق دے کہ رکوع میں یہ حال ہونا چاہیے سجدے میں یہ ہونا چاہیے مگر جب انسان خود اس حقیقت پر آ جاتا ہے خود اس نماز کی حقیقت کو سمجھتا ہے چکتا ہے پھر نماز کی تفصیل اس کے سامنے کھلتا ہے ایک ہے جملہ السلاط معراج المؤمن اب اس جملہ کا جہاں تک ہمارا عقل چل سکتا ہے اس کو اجمالی علم کہیں گے اور ایک ہے وہ مؤمن جو ایسی نماز پڑھے کہ اس نماز کے اندر اس کو معراج ہو اب وہ اس جملہ کی تفصیل جانتا ہے اس اس لیے کبھی مشاق نے تصوف کو حقیقت سے تعبیر کیا ٹو نو دا ریالٹی سو وٹ یو نو ان بریف ٹو نو ان ڈیٹیل وٹ یو ہرڈ آف ٹو انڈرسٹینڈ اٹ وٹ یو نو ٹو ریئلائز وٹ یو نو ٹو ایکچولائز وٹ یو نو ٹو ایکسپیرینس وٹ یو نو ٹو ایکسپیرینس وٹ یو نو دس آلسو از اسپیشل بیکاز طریقت کمز آفٹر شریعت تو شریعت سے اجمال دین کا اجمال اور طریقت سے دین کی تفصیل سو فار ایگزامپل یو فالو شریعت مینس یو پری فائیو ٹائمز اے ڈے یو نیور میک قدا اب نا یو ہیو دا اجمال آف صلاح بٹ نا یو ہیو ٹو گیٹ دا ذکر آف اللہ تعالیٰ یور صلاح وین یو گیٹ دا ذکر آف اللہ تعالیٰ یور صلاح نا یو ہیو دا تفصیل آف صلاح نا یو ول فیل وائی اللہ تعالیٰ وانس می ٹو پری یو ول فیل دا نیڈ ٹو پری You will feel the benefit of praying. You will feel inna salata tanha an al-fahshai wal munkar. That indeed the prayer stops me from all <coughs> fuhsh, all lewd and vulgar acts and everything that has been rejected and repudiated. Second, or istidlali muamla kashfi hujai. So there are some things in deen that we understand through istidlal. Istidlal ka matab hota hai ki iski dalil اور وہ دلیل سے وہ دعویٰ کیسے ثابت ہوتا ہے اس کی دریافت کی جائے اس کو استدلال کہتے ہیں مستدل موٹا لفظ ہے ٹھوس دلیل کے لیے مستدلات اس کی جمع ہے ٹھیک ہے نا یہ فقہ کی ایک اصطلاح ہے استدلال اب جو چیز آپ نے استدلال کے ذریعے سے سمجھے اب بغیر دلیل براہ راست آپ کو سمجھ مایا جائے اس کو کشفی کہتے ہیں اس کو کشفی کہتے ہیں مثال کے طور پر اگر نبی کریم سسم کا حدیث ہے الغیبت اشد الزنا تو پھر آپ کہیں کہ نہیں مجھے یہ جرس سمجھائیں کہ غیبت زنا سے زیادہ شدید کیوں ہے زیادہ غلیز کیوں ہے تو آپ دلیل مانگ رہے ہیں دلیل دریافت دلیل طلب کر رہے ہیں چلا اگر کوئی آپ کو سمجھائے آپ کو اس بات کا قائل کرے 
سننے پر آپ قائل نہیں تھے ویسے عقیدہ پر آپ مان گئے تھے مگر دلی طور پر قائل نہیں ہوئے آپ کو کسی سمجھانے والے کی سمجھانے کا عمل کو ضرور تھا اس کو استدلال کہتے ہیں سمجھانے والے نے سمجھا دیا آپ سمجھ گئے مگر اس سمجھ کی وجہ سے اب آپ اس چیز کے قائل ہوں گے کشفی کا مطلب ہے اب اس سمجھ کو سہارا چھوڑ کر ڈائریکٹ الغیب اشد المنا سے ڈائریکٹ یہ مانو کو سمجھ لیں گے deeply. This is also something that comes with knowledge by experience. And especially here, it's referring to the Qurub of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So for example, we've explained to you the concept of wasl, that ittisal means mil jana, or wasl means Qurub ka intiha, magar usse milte nahe, farq rehta hai. Ittisal se ek nukta kam, usko wasl kehte hai. Ab samjhane se samjh mein aagya, ke wasl ka matab hota hai, Qurub ka intiha. مگر وہ ایک تصور ہے ہمارے ہاں اب جو میتھ پڑھتا ہے وہ تصور کرے گا کہ نائنٹین وصل ہے ٹوینٹی کے لیے وہ قرب ہے اتصال نہیں ہے جو کسی اور فن ہے وہ اس حساب سے سمجھے گا ہر بندہ اپنے ذہنی سطح اپنے تجربات کے روڑ نقط نظر سے اس چیز کو سمجھے گا مگر وہ ایک سمجھ ہے اس کی حقیقت تو حاصل نہیں ہے اور جس کو اللہ تعالیٰ کو قرب ایسے حاصل ہو کہ وہ مقام وصل پر فائز ہو جائے اب یہ فنی قریب اور وہ نفنو اقرب اللہ تعالیٰ کا اقربیت کا کشفی ادراک اس کو ہو جاتا ہے And people will then understand and conceptualize based on their own background, their own training, 19 is close to 20, etc., etc. But that doesn't mean they realized that qurb. They haven't actualized that qurb. But they've understood that qurb. Even that through a process. That's called istidlal. But when a person gets so close to Allah SWT, that they themselves become muqarrab, udaikal muqarrabun, then it becomes kashfi. then it is something that they realize without having to process, without processed understanding. So kashfi doesn't mean, many people think kashf means, oh, you can see behind walls, or you can understand the future. That's not what kashf means. Kashf is talking about understanding the haqiqat of deen, the realities of deen. And obviously Sayyidina Rasulullah understood this. He understood the real meaning of sabr and shukr and tawakkul and qurb and akrabiyat. These weren't just words that he said. Right? And for us it becomes just words. And in order to understand words, we need more words. That's called istidlal. But to go direct from the word to reality, and then to understand the reality itself that was intended, that was the words was trying to convey, that's called kashfi. Imam Bahamati Nakshavan raata hai ke waqi tasawuf ki ye jo tarikhe zara sab se mumtaz hai. Ek alag ek shani rakhti hai. Aap ke saamne. 
حضرت مجد فرمایا تصوف شریعت پر اخلاص سے عمل کرنے کا نام ہے امام ربانی شیخ مصر ہندی سید تصوف مینس ٹو پریکٹس شریا ود اخلاص دیٹس دا ایلیمنٹ دا ایڈس اخلاص دا میننگ آف اخلاص از ٹو ڈو ایوری تھنگ مخلصین الدین to do everything in deen purely, exclusively for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the resolve, for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not because I have to not because I was born into it not because everybody else around me is doing it, no so when a person does it just for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then the person reaches the state that there's no difference in khalwa and jalwa there's no difference in public and private Because if they're doing it for Allah SWT, well, Allah SWT's awareness of them is equal. Whether they're on break, or they're in college, or they're in masjid, or they're in home. So they reach, that's called ikhlas. At that level. Sometimes people think, we give ourselves a quick name, maybe mukhlisu. A mukhlis ka fakat ye matab nahi, ki chalo, maybe achha nek niya tu. Mukhlis means ka aapka tanhai or khalwat mein voi taqwa ho. جو مسجد مدرسہ خانقاہ میں بیٹھ گئے ہو اس کو اخلاص کہتے دین میں ٹو بی ایز ٹرو ٹو اللہ تعالیٰ ان پرائیویٹ ایز یو آر ٹرو ٹو ہم ان پبلک دیٹس دا اینسر دس از انر وے آف سینگ دیٹ یو گیٹ دا تفصیل دیٹ یو گیٹ دا قرب یو گیٹ دا میت اینڈ ایون امام نبا از گوئنگ ون اسٹیپ ایڈنگ اے کامنٹری حضرت بہادین نقش بناتا That when you know in kashfi and tafsili, you get the feeling of the qurb and akrabiyat and mayyat. Imam Rabbani was pointing out, and that has an asr on your shariat. It's not just that you feel the qurb, but everything else. No. The proof that you feel the qurb and akrabiyat and mayyat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that now in your amal, it will have an effect in your a'mal, that your a'mal will be laden with ikhlas. Full of ikhlas. حضرت شیخ العزیز مولا محمد ذکر علیہ اللہ تعالیٰ الکانی بنا فرمائے تصوف کی ابتدا ہے انما العمال بالنیات اور تصوف کی انتہا ہے انتا عمد اللہ کا انکا ترا That the beginning of تصوف is this hadith of the false assam that indeed actions are going to be according to and based on a person's intentions and the ultimate end of تصوف is that you worship Allah سبحانہ تعالیٰ with the same feeling that you would have felt were you to have been seeing him while you were worshipping him. Hazrat Mawlana Ahmad Ali Lahori Al-Matani Firmaya Tasawwuf ye hai ki Allah ko ibadat se Rasulullah Sallam ko itaat se aur makhluk khuda ko khidmat se razi karo Tasawwuf means to please Allah Ta'ala through worshipping him To please Sayyidina Rasulullah by obeying and following him. And to please creation by being of service to them, by doing khidmat to them. So here then, as Ahmed Lohrat mentioned, there are three ways. Asamay Allah Ta'ala ko razi karne ke liye teen cheeze karne pardte hai. Allah Ta'ala ko razi, Allah ke mahboob sasam ko razi. Or Allah Ta'ala ke tamam makhluk bhi aap se razi honge, phir Allah Ta'ala razi honge. So this made it clear that a person shouldn't think that just I've made myself pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I've done zikr, I have kashfi, tafsili, I have ikhlas. No, actually it also pertains 
is all of Makhluk Razi with you. Allah Akbar. Sufi is that person who every single person in their life is Razi with them. Ajeeb Very high standard. Hmm? Allah Ta'ala is pleased with them. Completely following Sunnah of Sayyidina Rasulullah and perfect ikhlas in hukuk al-ibad. Khlas hai kalam. Insani zindagi ek hira hai. Jishe tarashne insan ka apna kaam hai. That the life of a human being is actually a jewel, a diamond. But you have to dig and carve that diamond out of your life. It's not going to appear on its own. Rambe kainat ne hazrat insan ko kaha ja'ilun fil ardi khalifa yani inni ja'ilun fil ardi khalifa Allah ta'ala ne farmaya ke tahqeeq mein apna khalifa bana raha hu insan ko apna khalifa ke taur par duniya mein bhej raha so we have all been addressed this way in the quran that Allah ta'ala said that i am sending my khalifa my representative on earth in what sense can a human being represent Allah Ta'ala when the human being becomes the embodiment of the will and pleasure of Allah Ta'ala? In that sense, then they represent Allah Ta'ala. So a person who sees a true Muslim, the Muslim who has tariqat and chariyat, then they will be able to understand the entire will of Allah Ta'ala is being embodied in the way this person lives their life. They will be able to see, read that person's life. And that person's life will tell them what is pleasing to Allah Ta'ala, what is not pleasing to Allah Ta'ala. That's what it means to be Khalifatullah fir ard. Like if somebody says that this is my ambassador. says, okay, then if the ambassador is in good contact and relation with the ruler, so we know that the ambassador, what makes the ambassador happy must be what makes the ruler happy. What makes the ambassador unhappy must make what makes the ruler unhappy. What the ambassador doesn't want to do must be because the ruler doesn't want him to do that. What the ambassador is willing to do, it must be what the ruler is willing to let him do that. Completely aligned. And in the field of diplomacy, they say the ambassador should have no will of his own. 100% completely embodying and representing the will of the ruler. Has no personality even of his own. That is what it means to be Khalifatullah al-Ard. 100% representing the will of Allah subhanahu ta'ala. What Allah ta'ala doesn't like on earth, don't like it on earth. What Allah ta'ala likes on earth, like it on earth. The way Allah ta'ala wants us to be, to become like that, that is called Khalifatullah al-Ard. So this is another understanding of what the tasawwuf is to enable a person to get that haqiqat that makes them the Khalifat of Allah subhanahu ta'ala. وَلَقَدْ كَرْنَمْنَا الْبَنِي آدَمَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said indeed we have honored the son of Adam alayhi salam Kataj Pinaya So Allah Ta'ala has graced us with this address it's like a crown on our head sometimes Allah Ta'ala said فَذَلْنَا okay فَذَلْنَا كَهَارْ غَلَمِ دَالْكَرْ إِزْدَتْ أَفْزَائِكِ sometimes Allah Ta'ala has graced us with this khitab فَذَلْنَا that we have كَرْنَمْنَا that we have honored and فَذَلْنَا that we have bestowed our grace upon you Sometimes Allah Ta'ala has adorned us with the crown of Karnamna. Sometimes He adorned us with the garlands of Fadalna. Insan ko chahiye ke Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ki mithaak ko peshe nazar rakhte huye 
و تبتل الیہ تبتیلہ کے راستے پر چلے اور الہ ربکا منتہاہا کی منزل پر پہنچ کر دم لیں means that it's basically as he's mentioning different phrases from different ayat of Quran so the beginning of the journey of a human being is when Allah Ta'ala asks him this question Allah Stubbidam Bikum that am I not your Rabb and at that point a person entered a mithaq a pledge pact covenant with Allah Ta'ala when we said Bala yes Allah Ta'ala we affirm that you are our Rabb so a person should remember that I've already pledged myself to Allah Ta'ala I've already pledged myself میں تو بڑا پرانا غلام ہوں میں تو بگ بینگ سے پہلے غلام ہوں بگ بینگ سے پہلے کی بات ہے کتنا پرانا غلام ہوں میرے بہت پرانا وعدہ ہے میں اس پر پکا آ جاؤں So that everything else goes out of focus. To the exclusion of everything else. Then a person gets this end or intiha. That towards your Rabb is the ultimate end, the ultimate abode. Because my end will also be. I can reach that manzil. Dham is this thing that let it simmer or let it cook on this final thing. That I will ultimately reach this end. That I will be in Jannatul Firdaus with Allah SWT forever. And will dhami chalta rehga eternally. Like you set the pot on low heat. And sometimes the women, they just let it keep cooking and keep cooking. Halki dam. So this is forever that a person will remain with Allah SWT. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. Kisi bhi gaari ko manzil pe pahunchne ke liye do cheezo ki zhurut hoti hai. Ek to sark thik ho. Dousra gaari mein patrol bada ho ho. Agar sark thik na ho. تو بھی گاڑی نہیں چل سکتی اگر پٹرول نہ ہو تو بھی گاڑی نہیں چل سکتی سو فر اکار ٹو ریچ اس ڈیسٹینیشن ایز ٹو تھنگز دا روڈ ہیز ٹو بی نیوگیبل اینڈ دا کار مسٹ ہیو فیول پٹرول ٹو ریچ دا ڈیسٹینیشن ایف آئیدر ون آئیدر ون آف دا تھنگز آرٹ دیئر ایف دیر از نو پیتھ اینڈ روڈ اور ایف دیر از نو پٹرول دا کار ون بی ایبل ٹو ریچ دا ڈیسٹینیشن دونوں چیزیں لازم و مزوم ہیں بس انسان کی مثال گاڑی کی مان کسی ہے شریعت کی مثال راستے کسی بوتھ آف دوز تھنگز ریکوائر دا ادر ایچ ون از ڈپینڈنٹ آن دا ادر دا پرسن از لائک دا کار اینڈ دا شریعہ از لائک دا پیتھ اینڈ طریقت اور طریقت کی مثال پٹرول کسی ہے اینڈ دا گیس پٹرول اینڈ دا انجن دا فیول اینڈ دا کار از لائک طریقت So the person is like the car, the road is like Sharia, and the fuel is like Tariqat. So you need all three things to get to a destination. Insan agar wasool illallah, this is what I told you, wasal, not ittisal, wasal. Insan agar wasool illallah ki manzil par paunchna chahe, aur har mu'min ki tu chahat, iski alawa kya chana hai zindagi mein? کیونکہ اگر ہمیشہ یہ وصل چاہتے ہیں تو یہ ہمیشہ کی وصل اس دنیا کے وصل ملنے پر ہمیشہ کا وصل ملتا ہے یہ تو بے وقوف ہے کہ دنیا میں مجھے قرب وصل نہ ملے اور آخرت میں جنت الفردوس کا وصل ملے جنت الفردوس جنتی کا چھت اللہ تعالیٰ کا عرش ہوتا ہے اس کو وصل کہتے ہیں اس کو ہمیشہ کا وصل کہتے ہیں یہ کنائے ہیں 
So if a person wants to get to that destination in this world where they get such a qurb to Allah SWT, which is called wasl, then they have to follow the path of sharia. They have to have the fuel of tariqat. They will need both of these two things. They will need both of these things. لہذا جو لوگ شریعہ تو طریقت میں سے کسی ایک چیز کی بھی منکر ہیں وہ اپنے گاڑی کو راستے ہی میں رکا رکا ہوا پائیں گے anybody who denies شریعہ they won't have a road if they deny طریقہ they won't have any fuel and for the car to reach the destination the person to reach the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala they need both the path and the fuel if they deny either one they won't be able to reach the destination کامیاب زندگی یہ ہے کہ انسان ففرو اللہ کے حکم پر لبے کہتے ہوئے سو دا پرفیکٹ سکسیزفل لائف از دیر پرسن شوڈ سی لبے شوڈ ایکسیپٹ دم سیلف ٹو پرزینٹ دم سیلف ٹو فالو اینڈ سبمٹ ٹو دس کمانڈ آف اللہ تعالیٰ ففرو اللہ اینڈ فلی ٹوڈ اللہ سپاؤ ٹرن ٹوڈ اللہ سپاؤ ٹرن یور ڈائریکشن پیشنیٹلی ایگرلی ٹو اللہ سپاؤ اینڈ تخلقو بے اخلاق اللہ دس از اے حدیث آف دا پاتھ وسلم دیٹ یو شوڈ اڈورن یور سیلف وتھ دا سیم کیریکٹرسٹکس آف اللہ تعالی اف اللہ تعالی از کریم یو شوڈ آلسو بی جنرس اللہ تعالی از رحیم یو شوڈ آلسو بی مرسیفل اف اللہ تعالی از رؤوف یو شوڈ آلسو بی کائن اللہ تعالی ہیز عفو یو شوڈ آلسو فرگیو ادرس دس از وات اس سیز ان قران وعافینا عن الناس ہی از ہم سیلف العفو اینڈ ہی از ٹیلنگ پیپل دیٹ وی العفو اینڈ ہی از ٹیلنگ اس ٹو بی عافی So he is himself the ultimately forgiving one and he tells us that we should also forgive others. So a person has to make their character according to these characteristics of Allah SWT or Al-Saf in Muhammadi they have to align themselves with the attributes of Sayyidina Rasulullah and live their life entirely in these three things. Fafirru illallah تخلقوں میں اخلاق اللہ and the صفات of Sayyidina Sussam they should be the embodiment of that so that they get inabat illallah they get complete turning towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lahumul bushra ki bisharat unko mil jai then when they have all of this shariat and tariqat the outward and inner form of deen then lahumul bushra then to them are indeed glad tidings of joy and felicity and success وَرِذْوَانٌ مِّنَ اللَّهِ أَكْبَرٌ and other words from Quran and indeed they will get the elan of eternal everlasting pleasure from Allah Ta'ala أَكْبَرٌ and that is the greatest blessing and the greatest joy and the greatest falah and the greatest foes and the greatest surur and the greatest bushra they can have so if they want so to reach all of this and to make this journey اسی کا نام تصوف ہے This is what is known as Tasawwuf. Chapter 3, Lafz Sufi ki taqi. Quran al-Hadith mein mu'mineen ko mukhatab karne ke liye kai alfaz istamal kiye gaye. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has used multiple words in Quran and Sayyidina Sallam has used multiple words in Hadith to describe and to address the believers. Masalan, Zakirin, Sabirin, Khashin, Sadiqin, Qanitin. Masalan, for example, Zakirin, Sabirin, Khashin, Sadiqin, Qanitin. موقنین مخلصین محسنین خائفین وجلین عابدین متوکلین متقین 
Mukarrabeen, Abrar, Fukara, Ibad, Uliya, and many others. Salaf Salihin, in this book, Mukhad Karnikli, in Missim Mukhtaf Alfaz, Waktan Faktan, Samalkia Kartete, different of the pious believers of the first three generations of Islam, Sahaba Tabin, Tabat Tabin, used to use different of these words to address one another. However, Taham do alfaz fukara ibad is yadakubulir pai. These two words they preferred. Ya ayuhannas antumul fukara o ilallah. Ya ma'ashar al ibad. So these are two words. Those who were needy of Allah subhanahu the needy and dependent, and the creatures and slaves. Ibad here is not meaning abid. Ibad here is more meaning creatures and slaves. So the needy and dependent of Allah Ta'ala or the creatures and slaves. Dunu ki ek ek misal darja zayla hai. Ek mauke par, Shaykh Hassan Basra Imtana jo kibare tabir mein se unhoi shahs firmaya, ay fukara ki jamaat, be shak tum Allah ko pichante ho, or Allah Ta'ala ki taazim karte ho. Bas dekho ki jab tum khalumat mein ho, to Allah Ta'ala ki saath kaise ho. So he was addressing his own friends and own students. Ya ma'ashar al-fuqara. So these are his own words. So from this narration we realize that Hassan al-Basri used to call the people faqir. Used to call the people faqir. Point of this is that it is established from the Salaf Salihin to use a word. To use a word, a label with which to address and describe the fellow believers. So in this example, the word being used is fukara. Word being used is fukara. That oh, group of fukara, indeed, you do recognize Allah Swt. You have marfat, and you also Allah. You also honor Allah Swt. However, you should look. How do you behave with Allah Swt? Is a khalautum that when you are alone with Allah Swt, when no one else is around. Allah bin Abdul Jazeera Ramtai ne Sirat al-Mulk Khattab me likha hai. Allah bin Abdul Jazeera Ramtai is written in his biography of Sayyidina Umar bin Khattab radhiyallahu anhu. Shafa bin Tiyabdillah ne chand nojawanon ko dekha ki unki riftar aur guftar me aistigi paayi ja rahi hai. Ja rahi thi. Daryaafat kiya ye kaun log hain? Bataya gaya ki ye ibad hain. So Shafa bin Tiyabdillah rahimullahu she saw some young men and she saw that they were speaking very softly, walking very delicately. So she asked, who are these people? And she was told that these are Ibad. Actually, the word Kalu Ansak, these are the people who are performing manasik, those who are performing rites and rituals. So here, the word actually means worshippers, right? These are Abidin, these are worshippers. So sometimes this word was used. Okay. Fukarayin logon ko kehte hain jin mein fakr ho. Fukaray refer to those people who feel the inner need and dependence in Allah Ta'ala. Or ibad logon ko kehte hain jo ibadat guzar ho. Or ibad refers to those people who worship Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Chunki ye dono lafz apne mausuf ki sifat ki taraf ishara karte the. Lehaza salaf salin apne batani sifat wa makamat par نام پکارے جانے میں ریاکاری سے ڈرتے تھے 
طبیعت کا انشراح اور ادب کا تقاضے یہی تھا کہ آدات ظاہرہ پر نام پکارا جائے ظاہراً ان حضرات میں قدر مشترک صوف کا لباس تھا جسے یہ سنت سمجھ کر پہنتے تھے دو احادیث درج ذیل ہیں اپنے مشائق کی اسناد کے حوالے سے حضرت انس بن مالک رحم رضی اللہ عنہ کی حدیث بیان کی سو شیخ ابو ذرا تار رحم اللہ تعالیٰ منشن حدیث ود سند گوئنگ بیک فرام ہم ٹو دا صحابہ انس بن مالک رضی اللہ عنہ کان نبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم یلبس صوف دیٹ پوسسم یوز ٹو ویئر کلوتھز میڈ اف دس کورس وول اینڈ ہی یوز ٹو رائڈ اپن اے ڈونکی حضرت علی حویجر نے کشف الموجوب میں ایک روایت نقل کی ہے تو علی حویجر رحم اللہ تعالیٰ نے نیریٹڈ ان ہز بک کشف الموجوب حدیث علیکم بلبس صوف دیٹ پوسسم سیڈ دیٹ یو شوڈ اڈاپٹ دا clothing known as a sufra of wool and you will find uh, that when you wear that you will find the halawat fi qulubikum you will find the sweetness of iman entering into your spiritual heart chuki sufka libas pashmina yes the women are getting happy here in pashmina shawl ka zikr aa gaya ان کی خاص لباس ہوتا ہے پشمینہ شاہ کہتے ہیں ہم تو پہلے سے صوفی ہیں ہمیں تو پتہ نہیں تھا ہاں ہمیں تو پتہ نہیں تھا اللہ اکبر چونکہ صوف کے لباس پشمینہ پہننا انبیاء علیہ السلام کی عادت اور اولیاء اصفیاء کا شعار تھا بیکاز ویئرنگ دس ٹائپ آف وولن فیبرک واز دا پریکٹس آف دا پروفیٹ علیہ السلام اینڈ واز دا پریکٹس آف دا اولیاء اصفیاء دا پیپل آف پیورٹی واٹ از دس مین سو فار ایگزامپل کمز ان ادیس that all of the anbiya used to graze flocks of goat and sheep this was a practice and you will also find the awliya of this ummah awliya of earlier ummahs also doing similar things that many anbiya used to spend time in khalwa you will find awliya of past times like ashab al-kahf also going into seclusion retreat in a cave so there were certain habits and practices grazing of goats spending time in seclusion from society and wearing this woolen cloth that was common to many anbiya and common to many awliya asfiya pious people people of purity in the past so therefore 
means they were famous for this. They were known for this. It was their widespread, recognized practice, their hallmark. Lehaza, one zahri libas ki taraf mansub kar gaya. So then they gradually became known as the people of Suf. So in Urdu, instead of Sufi, they would be called Pashminai. <laughs> Pashmini. It's like that. That they were being attributed with the type of clothing they were. Pas Sufi ek mujmal or aam naam hua jo inki tamam uloom, amal, akhlaq or tamam sharif or kabale shaish, kabale sataish, ahwal ki in kabale hamd, ahwal ki khabar deta hai. So actually then one could call them mukhlaseen, one could have called them hmm, people, ibad, one could have called them fukara, one could have called them people of akhlaq. So then what happened was this term was coined, Sufi, to represent the person who was from the fukara, from the ibad, from the mukhlaseen, from the zakirin, kanateen, etc., etc. All of these different words, rather than picking one word, because Allah Ta'ala has given many of these words in Sifat and Quran, the word Sufi came to represent that person who had all of these attributes. You know, Sufi was a big word. Not that it was not entry level word that the day you enter your Sufi. Sufi was um, like Sufi wasn't Malvi, Sufi was like super mufti. Mufti ka Sufi lakab or naam un logon ka rakha gaya jo zakirin, sabirin, kanateen, fukara, ibad, mukhlaseen, mukarrabin un mein se tha aur achse akhlaq walon tha to in majmui sifat ka hona kisi insan mein uski nishan dehe ke liye unko sufi ka jata tha that's it and it so happened that many it's not all of them not all of them but many of them also happened to wear this libas of suf or of woolen clothing. Alright? So this word sufi was then used to call upon that person, to label that person, to denote, represent that person who had all of these different attributes. Sheikh Abu Nasr Saraj Tusiri Mulatala writes that Allah SWT gave Sayyidina Isa some very special companions and Allah Ta'ala has mentioned them in the Qur'an al-Kareem. Qur'an-e-Majid mein taskara kiya to unhe in ki zahri libas ki taraf mansub kiya in kalul hawariyun when the hawariyun said so these people used to wear white clothing ye log sufayad libas pehna karte the Lihaza Ta'ala ne unhe اس کی طرف منصوب کر دیا اور جن علوم احوال سے یہ موصوم تھے ان میں سے کسی نو کی طرف منصوب نہیں کیا من نزیق صوفیہ کا بھی یہی معاملہ ہے so the same way Allah Ta'ala chose to call them hawariyun which meant that those of white clothing and it rather than call them that they're the zakirun or they're this or that so Allah Ta'ala in Quran also chose a symbolic word to represent a group of people who had a whole range of sifat and that word was selected that was related to some outward clothing aspect of their clothing in this case hawariyun the color of their clothing being white so sheikh abu 
Nasr Sadajim Atal felt that he felt that very in the same manner that the companions of Isa were given a name Hawariyun based on the color of their clothing, then in the time of Tabin and Tabai Tabin, those people who had all of these akhlaq and ikhlas and were ibad and fukara were also given a label related to their outward form of the clothing, but in this case, not the color of the clothing, but the material of the clothing. Or not. So from the different points mentioned above, it has been established that the word Sufi has been derived from the word Suf, which is wool. This is the most prevalent and the strongest uh, opinion and statement from the ulama and mashaykh regarding the origins of the word Sufi. However, there are few other words. Sheikh, uh, for Sheikh Abu Bakr Ibrahim, Bukhari, Al-Qalabazi, in his book, Al-Ta'aruf, Al-Ta'aruf Al-Madhab Al-Tasawwuf, the introduction and explanation of the path and the way of the of Tasawwuf, he has also, using a linguistic, etymologic, Lughbi Tekikehwalase, has analyzed that a few things, and the summary of that is below. Number one, that the word Sufi came from the word Safa, Safa means purity and cleanliness. The reason they were called Sufi, they were trying to get a Safa Ufil Batin, they were trying to get cleanliness and purity of the heart and the inner self, therefore they were called Sufi. Agar Asaho, to yilaf safai safawi hona chayeta. As opposed to Sufi, they should have been called safawi, yini safawala. Right? Bazazal katehe Sufi ka love saf se banahe. Wajayi bian katehe ke yilog kiamat ke den ugly safume honge agar asa ho to yilaf safi hona chayeta. Some people say it comes from the word saf means rose. Because it denotes the people who will be risen on the Day of Judgment in the front rows. But if that was true, then it should have been Safi, not uh, Safi, not Sufi. Some people say that the word Sufi comes from Sufa. This, in that their nisbat is to Ashab Sufa. But if that was the case, then they would have been called Sufi, not Sufi. Some people say that the word Sufi has come from the word Suf and the reason they say is that because these people used to wear the clothing of Suf and in the clothing of wool and in that case indeed the word would have been Sufi. So this person also, uh, Sheikh Abu Bakr Ibrahim also gave a Lughwi linguistic argument that Sufi comes from Suf and doesn't come from Safa or Saf or Asabi Sufa because the words derived from that would have been other words. Manhuma ke Sufi ka lafz mushtaq Suf se hai. Maksud iska safa hai. Nisbat usse asab sufa se hai. Or kiamat ke din unka makam safi awal hoga. So this is called tatbik. If we want to join all of these things, that the word itself Sufi came from the word Suf meaning wool. However, 
They also have a connection to Safa, purity and cleanliness. And they're also related to Ashab Sufa, those particular Sahaba Ikram who dedicated and spent their whole lives to learning deen and doing their tazkiyah. And on the Day of Judgment, inshallah, they will be in the first and foremost rows and ranks of, uh, first and foremost rows and ranks on the Day of Judgment. There are some wisdom and benefits uh, for the word Sufi to be considered to be related and derived from the word Suf. Number one, that this wool is soft. Pishmina, naram hotai. So, I said coarse wool, it should be soft, fine, delicate wool. And Sufi is that person whose heart has become soft, who has made the effort, who is making the effort to make his heart soft. Second, oftentimes pishmina, I suppose pure pishmina, without, obviously wool without being dyed, is originally white, because on the sheep and lamb and goats it is white. So, the Sufi is that person who is trying to make his spiritual heart white, like the color of the white wool, is making that effort. Third reason is that this is very, it's, this wool does not easily accept to be dyed in any color. Therefore, the Sufi is that person who Allah. He is so dyed in this color of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now for any other color in dye to come upon him, it is difficult for him. So further questions that are often asked about this word Sufi, the answers to them are mentioned below. Question number one. Sufi ka lafz jin alfaz maakhuz hai kya unka zikr Quran aur Hadith mein kahi milta hai? So if the word Sufi is derived from Suf, is this word to be found anywhere in the Quran? This answer. Jia. Sufi ka lafz jin alfaz maakhuz hai. Or if you take it above, there were several words Safa and Saf and Sufa. So some of these words are mentioned in the Quran and Hadith. For example, one position was that the word Sufi was derived from the word Saf, which means rose. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned this word in the Quran. Inna Allaha yirbul ladheena yukatiluna fi sabilihi Safa. So Safa, inna Allaha yuhibbul ladheena yukatiluna fi sabilihi Safa. Ka'annahum bunyanum marsus. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves those who fight and slay in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Safa in orderly ranks, having formed orderly rows, as if they are one, stead, one tightly roped together, mm, how can we say, foundation, or one tightly established formed walls. So in Hadith, uh, this word Safa has come An Ibni An Abi Juhayfar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He says Rasulullah came out to us Mutagayyir al And he came to us in such a way 
that his mm, expression means the complexion, the tone of his complexion had changed. And he said, فقال, and he said to uh, the people, Dunya ki safai chali dunya. The cleanliness of the world has gone. Has gone. Wabakiya kadruha. And now it's filth and dirt remains. That all that remains is ka male kachel ragiya. Pas aaj to mot har musulman ke liye tofai. And now falmotul yoma. And then dying today, tohfatun likulli muslim would be a gift for every single muslim. This is called Kamatabik Sufikalafs. Sufa se makhuz hai to hadith-e paak mein hai. And this is obviously Hazrat ibn Abbas was in Rawayat hai. Ek martab Rasulullah Akram Sassam ashabi sufa par tashrif lai. That once the Prophet went to the place of the ashabi sufa. And the Prophet felt their poverty and felt their difficulty. So then the Prophet told them that you should be happy. O ashab sufa you should be happy. فَقَالَ أَبْشِرُوا يَا أَصْحَابُ السُفَّةِ أَبْشِرُوا Again, glad tidings. Be joyous and be happy. O أَصْحَابِ السُفَّةِ So then you have this word سُفَّة <coughs> in this hadith. بَسْ جُشَكْشْ مِرِ يُمَّتْ سَي تُمْحَارِ رَوْشْ پَرْ رَحْنَ پَسَنْ كَرَيْگَا فُبِّ رَوْشْ 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 پَرْ رَحْنَ پَسَنْ كَرَيْگَا Whoever chooses to adopt life on your pattern and your style, he will be with me in Jannah. And the fourth position was that the word Sufi came from the word Suf. So here this word also comes from Sayyidina Rasulullah Hadith. And we had mentioned that Hadith already, that the Prophet used to wore clothing of wool and he used to ride upon a donkey. Second question. Love Sufi ki koi ahmiyat hoti to Quran or Hadith mein minu anmajud hota. If there was any real worth and value to this word Sufi, then the word Sufi would appear exactly like that Sufi in Quran and Hadith as opposed to the words from which the word Sufi is derived. Jawab. Kisi lafz ko minu an Quran or Hadith mein majud na hona is baat ki dalil nahi کہ وہ لفظ غیر اہم یا غیر اسلامی ہے مثال کے طور پر متقلمین کا لفظ قرآن اور حدیث میں من و ان کہیں موجود نہیں تو کیا علم کلام غیر اسلامی ہو گیا اس کے بغیر تو اسلامی عقائد بھی ثابت نہیں کیے جا سکتے اسی طرح نحو کا لفظ قرآن اور حدیث میں موجود نہیں تو کیا علم نحو فضول اور غیر اہم ہے اس کے بغیر تو قرآن اور حدیث کو سمجھنا بھی ممکن نہیں so for any word not to be present in the Qur'an or Hadith, that doesn't mean that that word has no value and no meaning or no Islamic relevance or value. For example, the word mutakallameen, the ulama of aqaid and theology, the word mutakallameen is nowhere in Qur'an. But without ilm kalam you cannot articulate and distinguish the correct beliefs from the false beliefs. The word nahu, which means Arabic grammar, that word nahu is not anywhere in Qur'an or Hadith. Does that mean that Arabic grammar should not be studied or is some type of false discipline or represents false learning? Also, we have given you an example before that the word tajweed is not to be found in Quran. So if somebody was to tell you that the word tajweed is in Quran and you're going to tajweed course, 
the word Tajweed is in Quran and you're saying you're learning Tajweed, you're engaged in a big bid'a. Hmm? Why? Just because the word is not in Quran, this first word not being in Quran, best answer, Sayyidina Rasulullah himself used words that are not in Quran. That's why if you just take Quranic Arabic course, you will not be able to understand every hadith in Bukhari Muslim because Sayyidina Rasulullah used Arabic vocabulary to explain deen. And he used Arabic vocabulary that's not found in Quran. Second, Sahabikram in their Akwal and Mufassireen and Sahabikram and Tabeen and Tabai Tabeen and the Mufassireen, Muhaddisin, Fuqaha of the Tabeen, Tabai Tabeen used Arabic words that are not found in Hadith to explain and understand Deen of Islam. So this idea that show me the word, this, although many people, they think, how bad to say it. Lafz Quran mein hai. Aise aap, bata nahi, aap kis maamuli baat par, jo vaise akli mein nahi hai, magar akal ki ek surat aap ke saamne rakhi jati hai, aap iske shikar ban jati hai. Ki haan, lafz tasawuf Quran mein nahi hai, lehaza tasawuf mein shamil hai hona chahiye. To pratijweed class khatam, Nahu class khatam, Sarf class khatam, Usool ki class khatam, Mustalahatul hadith, Ye mustalah, Ye bhi lafz Quran mein nahi hai, Ye bhi khatam. Allahu Akbar, Your deen will be finished, If you take an attitude like that. But you'll be amazed that people will actually try to convince you, That the word Sufi is in Quran and hadith, So you should only do those things, That are mentioned in Quran and hadith. You say, yes, I have to do, the haqiqats that are mentioned in Quran and Hadith. The haqiqat mentioned in Quran is Tabattul. The haqiqat mentioned in Quran is Tazkiyah. The haqiqat mentioned in Quran is Qurb. <coughs> the haqiqat mentioned in Quran is Zakirin. The haqiqat mentioned in Quran is Zikr Kathir. I have to do the realities mentioned in the Quran under any name. Waratil Quran Tartila. The Tartil is mentioned in Quran. I will do it in the name of Tajweed. No problem. No problem. Sawal number three. Sahabe Karam, when you allow Tal Ajman Kendor me to Kisiku Sufi Nehi Kaha Jatata, Jawab, Rasulullah Sasam ki Sombat me, Reneki ek has Azmatra Khususiati, Jesse ye nemat Nesib Hoge, Isperkui or Nam Chapa Chaspa Chaspa Karna Gustahiti, Sahabe Karam Azajin to Nisbat or Sombat ki Vedase, Zahido Abido. Mutawakilo, Sabiro, Etat, Guzaro, or Fokaraki, Peshwa, He, Tamam Ahwal, Messim, Betrin, or Buzurk, Terin, Hal, Unkunasibta, Abunekisi, or Fazilatki, Vajase, Fazilat Dina, Na, Ravahe. Basically, what it means is that if somebody asked the question that the word Sufi, you didn't use that word for Saba. So Sahaba Kram have a special status, a special favor, and that is due to their Sahaba of Sayyidina Rasulullah Wasallam. Therefore, to use any other name for them would be to belie and belittle their distinct and particular distinguishing attribute. That's why we don't, although they were Zakirin and Sabrin and Mutawakin, but we don't call them that. In fact, the word awliya is in Quran. And obviously all of us know the greatest Oliyar Sahaba, but we still won't, we don't use the word Oliyar for them. Why? Because there's even a greater word than Oliyar, that's called Sahaba. Sahaba is the greatest word after the word Anbiya. 
So to call them any other word would be lesser than calling them Sahaba. So to call them Sufi would be to lower their rank because they're Sahaba. But being a Sahabi doesn't mean they're not Sufi. Just like being a Sahabi doesn't mean they're not Zakir, not Sabir, not Shakir, not Mutawakkil because we're not calling them that name. Sahaba means they were all of that plus more. And they will forever be known for that unique plus more that they were, that they were the people who had suhbah of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hadith al-Baqmi ka Nabiya Akram sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ni firmaya, Khayr al-Quruni kanni thumma ladhina yulunahum thumma ladhina yulunahum That the best of all generations is my generation, then the generation that will follow that, and then the generation that will follow that. This is the famous hadith from which we get this special feature of Sahaba, Tabin and so even if a person is everything, he's Sufi, he's Fakir, he's Abid, he's Zakir, he's Wali, he's Alim, he is all of that combined, still he will fall short of being a Sahabi. So therefore we will call a Sahabi a Sahabi. Imam Shafri Hazrat ibn Umar ibn Abdulaziz Rimullah ta'ala So Imam Shafir has answered that Sayyidina Umar Mawir radiallahu jab Nabi alayhi salam ki mayyat mein jihad fi sabil Allah par nikle to unke ghode ke naak mein jo mitti gayi thi wo mitti bhi Umar ibn Abdulaziz Rimullah ta'ala se afzal hai Allahu Akbar means that Imam Shafir was asked who was better Sayyidina Mawir radiallahu ta'ala or Umar ibn Aziz Rimullah Ta'ala. So Imam Shahat responded that when Imam, uh, when Sayyidina Muawir Radiallahu Ta'ala went on jihad with Sayyidina Rasulullah the dust that entered the nostrils of his horse, even that, that dust is, has fazila, has more virtue, more merit than Umar ibn Aziz Rimullah Ta'ala. That's why the ulama has written that all of the muttaqeen of the world, all the awliya of the world, all of the Sufis of the world combined won't even equal the rank or fazilat of even any single Sahaba. Any single Sahaba. <coughs> Therefore those people who were blessed to get the Sahaba companionship of Sayyidina Rasulullah they will always be known as Sahaba. And those people who got the companionship to the Sahaba they will always be known as Tabeen. And those people who got the sohba or companionship with the tabin, they will always be known as tabai tabin. Because these three are the greater terms. Yitinu nispati mandarji bala farmanu nabi akreem sasam ki bina par khair ki ghamazi karti thi. Lehaza har shaks is nispat ke, by using these terms, you are attributing to them the same khair that the Prophet attributed to them in his hadith. Therefore, <coughs> for every person to be referred to the nisbat that has been bestowed upon them, that is their source of happiness. So, Sahaba, Tabin, and Tabai Tabin. After that, then comes the issue of what name you will give to people. So, those people who were the people of Batin, of Tazkiyah, of Tahara, so then they were known as the name of Mashaykh Sufiya. They became more widely known as that. Imam Kushir, his tahqiq, according to his research, 
that this word Sufi appeared in the second century, but the prior to the second century Hijri, this word was not prevalent on the tongues of the people. And that's because that was the time of the age of the Sahaba Tabin Tabaitamin. So on number chart, Sufi loves it's like saying that you don't call the Sahaba Muhaddisin. We don't call them Muhaddisin. It's like saying the word Muhaddis is not in Quran. Aap Imam Bukhari ko Imam kyu kehte Sahaba ko aap Imam ne kehte Tabin ko nahi. So this, we call them Sahaba, we call them Tabin, we call them Tabai Tabin. After that, then we will have words for the people. These are Mufassirin. These are Muhaddisin. These are Fuqaha. These are Sufiya. These are Oliya, etc. So there'll be different words. So to ask that this word be present in the first three generations is ludicrous because anybody who had the reality of the Sawuf in the first three generations, so all Sahaba had the reality, and the pious people of the Tabin and Tabai Tabin who had this reality, they would just be called Tabin and Tabai Tabin. So on the matter. Sufi ka lafz sab se pehre kab istamal hua? Sona ke ye ahle Baghdad ki ijad hai. When was the word Sufi first used? We have heard that this was the invention of the people of Baghdad. Hazrat Abu Nasr Suraj, Sheikh Abu Nasr Suraj, Tusuri Mulatala, has written his history of Makkah Mukarramah, has written, when writing the history of Makkah Mukarramah, that Muhammad ibn Ishaq ibn Yasar, Rimulatala, and others have narrated the following event. That before, before the advent of the Deen of Islam, once Makkah Mukarramah was empty. So much so that there was nobody doing the tawaf of Baitullah of the Kaaba. And from far away, Sufis used to come and they used to do tawaf of Baitullah and then they used to leave. So what does this mean? That in the Arabic language, this word actually has pre-Islamic origins and was used for those people who were ibad and fuqara. So from this reference of hadith, we realize that in the Ahl Arab, in the use of the people of Arabic language, even before the advent of the Deen of Islam, they knew that those people who were pious, who were righteous, who were virtuous, they would also be called the word Sufi. Wallahu alam and Allah subhanahu knows best. Sheikh Hassan Basri from the Tabin, who is was blessed to meet 18 Badri Sahaba. And he also was the student of and the recipient of this Batani Fez of Ilmi Batan from Sayyidina Ali At his time, which is the time of the Tabihin, at that time the use of the word Sufi is known through absolute certainty. Abu Nasr Siraj writes that for people to say that this word Sufi is an invitation, invention of the people of Baghdad, this is incorrect. Why? Because in the time of Hassan Basri, the word Sufi was already in usage. Hassan Basri, it has been narrated from Hassan Basri, that during Tawaf, I was making Tawaf, and during my Tawaf, I saw a Sufi. And I gave him something. And he wouldn't take it from me. And he said that I have Jardanik Parehin or Kafihe. It must be some currency of the time. I have four dirhams dinars, I have four coins with me, and that is sufficient for me. Malumwaiki Sufika loves 
tabin ke dor mein ahyanan istemal hota tha so actually we learn from this that the word sufi was used on occasion pre-islamic times and it was used time in the age of sahaba because hasan basri was living actually in the age of the sahaba not dor nubuwat but he's living in living in dor sahaba so in the age of the sahaba amongst the tabin the word sufi was used occasionally and in the time of Taba Tabin, it began to be used more. And then after the time of Taba Tabin in the 2nd century Hijri, then it became more widespread and prevalent on the tongues of the people. Sufyan al he used to refer to one of the sheikhs of his time, Abu Hashim, as Abu Hashim Sufi. Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal, he used to refer to one of the sheikhs of his time, Abu Hamza Baghdadi, as Sufi. Next, who is a Sufi? Hassan Basri student Abdul Wahid ibn Zaid was asked that who are the Sufis? He replied, Firmai jo apni aklon ke zariye apne iradon per kaim hote hain aur apne dilon se is per dhatte rehte hain aur apne shar se bachne ki khatir apne aqa ko mazboot pakre rehte hain unko Sufi kehte so those people who use their entire willpower and all of their mental capacity to remain steadfast on what they want. And what they want is to be pleasing to Allah Ta'ala, to follow Sharia. And then they use their heart. And by means of their heart power, they remain firm and steadfast. And they protect themselves and keep themselves away from their own evil. These are the people who are called Sufi. Sheikh Zunun Misri Riyamullah was asked, Who is a Sufi? He said, Sufi is that person, Sufi wohe jise justuju tikhana sake, tikhana sake, or mahrumiyat ki vajase bechen naho. Sufi is that person who never tires of seeking the pleasure of Allah subhanahu always seeking, always seeking. And if ever he is deprived of anything that deprived being deprived of anything does not cause him any displeasure or discomfort in any way Sheikh Abu Muhammad Rahimullah was asked what is a Sufi he said that person whose behavior is according to his words whose word and deed are the same that person is Sufi one Arif one knower of Allah lover of Allah was asked the question who is a Sufi he responded that Sufi is that person who is purified of all impurity, free from all dirt and impurity, who is a person of fikr, who is always in reflection and contemplation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and by being close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he remains distant from creation, and when he gazes upon the world, he feels equally unattracted to the gold of the world, as he feels unattracted to the dirt and dust of the world. Sheikh Shibli Rumatah said that a Sufi is that person who has become disconnected from creation and has connected his heart to Allah Subhanahu So the summary of this chapter then is that a Sufi wo taay jisko janwaro ki awaz har ek soz usaz chiriyon ki chahak phoolon ki mehak Sabze ki lehek, Jawahara ki damak, Suraj ki chamak, Sima o samak, Darakhtu ki rang, Shisha o sang, 
پتھر کی سختی خوشحالی و بدبختی زمین کی نرمی آتش کی گرمی دریا کی روانی کواکب آسمانی پہاڑوں کے ابہار بیابان و مرغزار خزاں و بہار غرض ہر چیز ایک نادیدہ ہستی کی یاد دلائے اللہ 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 So what it means that the essence is, is the Sufi is that person for whom every single thing in the world reminds him of the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whether it is in the sound or the voice of the animals, in every sigh and every gasp, in the chirping of the birds, in the fragrance of the flowers, in the something of the vegetables. Huh? <laughs> something of the vegetables in the sparkle of the jewels in the shining of the sun in the heavens and the fish and in the verdant lush green greenery of the trees and vegetation every single glitter and glamour and noise and sound and the hardness of the boulders and rocks happiness sadness joy sorrow grief in the softness of the earth, in the heat and passion of the flame, in the flowing of the rivers, in the stars on the sky, in the elevations of the mountains, every single thing, spring, winter, everything, reminds him simply of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he doesn't perceive any of these things, but through all of these things, he perceives Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't perceive any of these things without perceiving Allah subhanahu through each and everything. Whereas our reality is that we are aware of 1,000 tastes and 1,000 colors and 1,000 sounds and 1,000 sights, but very few of us can say even few of those tastes and colors and sounds and sights inspired us to do the zikr of Allah subhanahu And the Sufi is that person that there is no color, no sound, no sight, no taste, no feeling, no experience, no memory, no inclination, no inspiration. Nothing is part of his life or her life except that it connects his or her heart to the zikr of Allah subhanahu And in fact, one step further, that in the only purpose of all of the sounds and sights and scenes of this world is but to connect them to the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Otherwise they perceive nothing in that sound. They know neither the sweetness of the joy or the sadness of grief, but they know only the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through both of these things. Now we will feed you, inshallah ta'ala, and then we will pray as for salah. Khidmat jamaat khana kilai, or khana kibad inshallah asr ki namaz hongi, کھانا کھلائیں چائے پلائیں نماز پڑھائیں اور پھر واپس ان کو بٹھائیں